Hey everyone, and welcome to this, the 19th episode of Good Friday Films, a podcast where we chat about movies with a Christian perspective. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend Tilla. Hey everyone, it's good to be back after uh, two weeks. Yeah, two-week break there. Had a couple of busy weeks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, excited to get back into it. For any of you new listeners, this podcast is where we discuss popular movies, plus the themes and values we can get out of them. So in this episode, we're covering The Sound of Freedom, mm. which is um, much heavier tone. <laughs> very, very heavy, yeah. Than some of the other movies we've, <laughs> we've reviewed um, recently. Mm. What were your initial kind of thoughts or expectations before we watched this? I'd heard a lot around this film going into it, man. Oh, yeah. There were some conspiracies and things <laughs> yeah. like that, like... People trying to prevent the movie from being watched in the cinemas. Yeah, yeah. Like, all through TikTok. Um, just people recording, oh, the cinema went out as we were watching this. And it's there was just a pattern. It was just in America. Um, yeah, right. And whatnot and stuff. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of good reviews about it that I heard as well. Like, yeah. a lot of people saying, wow, this was eye-opening and, mm. like, very educational. And, um, yeah, I, f- I was feeling positive going into this. So Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah well, I was... <laughs> positive <laughs> you thought it would like, be a good movie a good film yeah okay <laughs> i um i had i guess decent reasonable expectations i think um everyone i talked to were like oh yeah it's really good but it's like it's so intense or you know it's really extreme and so i was like oh okay i feel like i have to be in the right headspace to watch this mm. um but at the same time it's like a kind of a christian privately funded film mm, so mm. My expectations were tempered. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh. I mean, it'll be, it should be good, but obviously it's not going to be amazing or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, before we get into our, our thoughts after watching it, I'll just, um, for those of you who don't know what the movie is, um, Sound of Freedom uh, was made in 2023. Uh, it basically stars Jim Caviezel, Myra Sorvino, and Bill Camp, um, I think it's Caviezel, maybe. Caviezel. Caviezel, there we go. Plays mm. Tim Ballard, a former US government agent who embarks on a mission to rescue children from sex traffickers in Colombia. Um, yeah, I guess it's had a, a budget of um, $14.5 mm. and it's had a box office of $249.2 million. Wow. So it's just really yeah. smashed it out of the park. Mm. Um, for those, I guess, who... Um, haven't heard before, Tiller. What is your non-spoiler plot summary? Pretty basic. It's Tim Ballard, and we follow him on this journey of rescuing children who have been uh, trafficked. Yes. That's it. <laughs> That's basically it, yeah. yeah. And kind of where that takes him. Yes. Um, it's super intense. Yeah. I was like, you kind of get to the end and it's like, oh, man, that was... <laughs> That's a lot of emotion to process. <laughs> kind of way up. Yeah. Um. What were some of the things that you really enjoyed or Here, liked? Here's another um, non-spoiler plot. Oh, yeah. Bad guy tricks bad... Sorry, good guy pretends to be bad guy and tricks uh, bad guys yep. into uh, giving up. Into failing. Into failing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, some, any things you, you thought they did well, things you didn't like so much about this movie? Um, it... Like, was stressful the whole way, yeah. <laughs> really. There was maybe, like, ten minutes of the movie where, like, it wasn't very stressful. Right. Around the middle part, and then, like, uh, then it picks up again. It's like, ooh, gets you um heavy in the heart. Mm. Um, I thought, you know, there was nothing, like, sp- 
special like cinematically about this film i think it was just like a really good compelling story based on a true story yeah right um so i think having that in the background is like oh, wow okay makes it very real yeah it does yeah i think they um they handled the, the, the theme or like i guess the topic very well mm. i felt mm. um they're unafraid of like forcing you to be uncomfortable mm. which i appreciated and i think really the heart behind this movie um looking into i guess the director what he was hoping for or the writer um, is to raise awareness about child sex trafficking. Yeah. Um, and to make you, like, I guess, people more aware of that and more concerned about it. Mm. And I think it succeeds 100%. <laughs> oh, it really does. Like, the camera angles that they use, like, the shots that they use, the, like, long shots of, like, the people talking or doing yeah. things and things like that. And you, like... It makes you, you Watching long enough to, like, oh, yeah. this is... Oh, I don't like this. That's right. <laughs> and nothing's shown or nothing's, like, happens on screen no. that's... I guess you'd you'd have to look away from, mm. but the situations mm. and the context, I guess the unspoken subtext, yep. Yep. makes you can make you very uncomfortable. And I think the thing that really contributes to that as well is the performances, mm. especially, specifically from the child actors. Yes, yeah, they um they did such a great job of just showing the genuine Their emotions. emotions. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And so you're watching these really uncomfortable children in these really uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the child actors were great. Like, they really, like, killed their performances. Yeah. As you were right. saying, like, better than some of the adults. Yeah. In the film. Yeah, that's like, right. There was one character who's, like, the boss of Tim, Tim's, um, yep. whatever his last name was. And he, he was worse than a lot of the, <laughs> the children who were acting. Yeah, yeah. So, I think they just did an excellent job casting-wise. Yeah. Picking children who just were really able to perform. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I think it, it was needed because it's such a heavy topic. You don't mm. want any of these, these things to feel cheesy or to Light. feel like... Yeah. Yeah, you want it to... The audience, so you're really on Way board on with like, mate, this is this is really dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I thought that was excellent. Mm. Um, I also felt... Production-wise, mm. I mean, it is really low budget, like, <laughs> relatively. Mm. And I think you can see that in a couple of scenes, like... Mm. But it definitely feels like a, a really well-produced low-budget film. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't take you out of it at all. Mm, mm. There's a, I think earlier on, there's a couple of sets where you're like, oh, okay, this is just... <laughs> it kind of looks like a, I don't know, uni assignment set or something. <laughs> but spe- especially as they head over into, I think it's Brazil, right? Or mm. where do they go to? Uh, Colombia. Colombia. Yeah. Let's head over there. And a lot of those sets and environments are just really excellently yep. put together. Mm. And it draws you in. Yeah. 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 Mm. I thought so too. The sets were getting better as you like progress through the films. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I um I also felt you mentioned the tension. Like as the movie kind of continued, the tension just ramped up. And yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, I felt they scaled the story really like well yeah yeah and it has a good climax mm. very climactic ending um a good feel good ending it do yeah which is like surprising yeah it'd be very easy to not make it a feel good ending yeah <laughs> but i mean it's relatively feel good like relatively feel good you think about all the uh, other kids that the other make children home, yeah and you're like oh you're like oh dear yeah yeah but within the context of the film they kind of have this narrative going where there's a it's like a nice ending to that narrative yes yeah which um, i liked which is, yeah, it's, it gives you something to take away from it. That's not just completely <laughs> depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, aside from that, I think, I mean, you never like long movies. How do you feel about this one? 
This one was just a little bit... Well, this was two hours, not yeah. including the credits. When we paused it, I noticed it's like, oh, just on the two hour mark. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was good. It was... It felt a bit slow. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there were any unnecessary things you could have taken out. I think, like, a lot of it was pretty, like necessary for the yeah. story well i was saying to you as we were watching it i was like i feel like they've done well to keep it two hours <laughs> like there's so many and this is almost to its detriment there were so many quick like tiny five second scenes mm. <laughs> it's like all right now he's here he says one line and now he's over here and he says one line and it's like just jumping through these different conversations yeah, yeah. um and i feel like they're just trying to accelerate the story to the parts that are like mm. more compelling mm. and maybe they could have done that better maybe they didn't need to delve so much into like oh his relationship with his wife or the mm. relationship he has at work and they could mm. have skipped over that mm. um and made the movie tighter around the actual narrative yeah um, but it's hard because obviously this is based on some like true story yeah yeah and there's um relationships in there that i guess play into into the story yeah yeah um but yeah, definitely, I think the middle part, especially mm. when he's, they're setting up for their big, the first, I guess, big event. Yep. Yeah. Um, it felt very slow. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it almost kind of felt like an Ocean's Eleven style <laughs> montage before the climax. Yep. But yep. then you realize that there's still, you're only halfway through the movie. <laughs> you know, it kind of felt real, like it is real, like in a way in that it's inspired by a real story, but the way they filmed it felt real as well. Like, yeah, right. It wasn't anything grand or like special or anything like no. that. No, like very I mean, bleak. for the most part, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very bleak. But just like the the way they filmed it, like, yeah, it was just very bleak, serious. Um, nothing yeah. super extravagant. Nothing colors, super. Yeah, colors very muted. Yeah, darker sort of colors. Yeah, um, the performances were like they try to keep it real. I suppose like everyday people, like yeah, they weren't like yeah. I don't know. Did you like Jim's Caviezel's performance? Or I thought, yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Um, so he gets you with the emotions on the face. Yeah. <laughs> Just the stares into the camera. Like... He has a couple of moments where he has like the tear rolling down his his cheek. Yeah. Um, he says a lot without speaking much. I, I noticed in the film, yeah like, by he does a face. lot of like dead smiles and yeah. stuff like that. Because um, he's also uh, Jesus in the Passion of the Christ. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think he did really well. Mm. I do think uh, there are a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, okay, this is a bit... And it's, I think that was more like the comedy moments where it's like, they oh, try to add a bit of levity and yeah. I'm like, mm, maybe not your strength. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think, yeah, especially for the dramatic moments and I guess carrying the weight mm. of conviction, mm. yeah. he really displays that like really well. He did, yeah. Um, what did you think about, I guess, the whole opening sequence? The whole opening sequence was with the, the dad the father, and yeah. the children. They kind of set up, um, like, a, an example of a mm. child abduction mm. and, like, what that could look like. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it made me uncomfortable, like, yeah. just thinking about that. Oh, that, like, happens every day. Like, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I was like, man, why is his dad, like... Does he not know? Like, this, <laughs> this is super shady and, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, that's what I was like, kind of feeling. Like, man, he must hate himself now that that's happened and, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's so. super depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very dark. And you, it, I think they do a good job of putting you in that position and giving you that emotion of, like, man, how would I feel yeah, if this happened to me? Too, yeah. Um, yeah, so... I like how they used um, real footage as well throughout the film, I think. At some points, I think they did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the start of the film, they, they did, but like the 
opening credits maybe i'm mm. not sure but um right before like right after the title yes yeah yeah which is cool to like add that realness to it as well yeah um i think it definitely leading into the movie kind of puts at the right tone of yeah like, oh this is this happens for real <laughs> yeah 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 that's right yeah um yeah anything else you wanted to add about before we get into spoilers of stuff you thought was good stuff you didn't like no i think that was right yeah. let's let's continue on then let's go um this is my favorite new little segment mm. where you give a pitch for those who are considering watching it mm. how would you sell them to watch this movie um look if you uh want to be educated if you want to yeah <laughs> I just don't know what else to say it's like it's very heavy um it, it's very real um confronting so if you're into real confronting true based based on a true story films then this is the film for you um <laughs> yeah you definitely yeah it's it's confronting that's what i will say i will warn people um it it does hit hit you in the heart and um so if that's if you're into that this is for you like yeah i um would want to give a rating for this i think it's a good movie okay yeah, yeah. i think it's good i would recommend it i think a lot of the themes it explores, mm, I mm. feel like it's worth being confronted by that. Mm, mm, um, mm. Not from like just the sense of like for the sake of it, yep. but hopefully to... Um, there's a line in the movie where it's like, don't just think about 50 children, think about one child. Yeah. And it has like this photo of this child. Mm. And even for the sake of like, oh, putting a face to a, to a name, and like rather than it just being a number, mm. being like, mm. all right, these are real people who are going through this. Yep. Kind of having that that thought in mind yeah yep get that empathy going yeah <laughs> what would your rating be um i'm gonna give this a 7.6 out of 10 7.6 okay yeah yeah it's a good Up there yeah, yeah it's pretty good um so now we're gonna get into spoilers so if you haven't Woo. seen it um yeah go watch it and come back mm. otherwise we will spoil the plot the film for you. for you yeah so our our movie basically begins with a, a father losing both his children um, through, like, abduction. Mm. And basically, he takes them to this, this... I guess this scout comes and says, oh, they're very talented. They should come. We run this thing where they can sign up for this show. He drops them off. They say, pick them up at 7 p.m. And he comes back and they're gone. Mm. Uh, and then we skip to um, uh, our main character. Mm. Um, what was his name again? Man, I'm so bad with Tim names. Ballard. Tim. Tim mm. Ballard. Tim, Tim Ballard. Um, and he's basically works with Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. He, he arrests some pedophile. That's it. And the question is like, well, we keep arresting these pedophiles, but none of the children get returned. Yeah. And so he embarks on this journey, basically, to reunite this dad with his children. Mm. Um, firstly, he goes to Colombia sets up like this operation where um, he gets a bunch of child sex traffickers to come to an island and bring a bunch of children with them. Mm. And then he arrests all them and frees those children. Mm. And then next he goes into the jungle opposing as UN doctors mm. and goes right into like um, rebel territory. Rebel territory, yeah. Yeah, and then takes the 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 sister the daughter back with him and escapes yep yep and that's how the movie ends mm. and it tells us some more statistics of like you know there's millions of people still in mm. slavery to, today and yeah um 
But yeah, what was what were you, I guess your thoughts about this? Like, how did you how did you find it, the the narrative? Um. Well, like, I guess it's based on a true story. So, like, um, it was just interesting. Like, kind of the methods that like you'd have to go to as someone working in like this industry, I think to, to be able to like get this kind of these kinds of results and, and things like that. I think I like that he went to that length to, um, yeah, he like, he, he, um, he didn't just stop at the border, right? He kind of just went beyond the border, mm. went into Colombia because that's right. He didn't just see them as like, you know, statistics or anything like that. Like that. These are real, people in real lives you know what i mean like he thought about his own family his own kids and um and so he was moved by that and i was like yeah like you know he might not be able to stop every single one but at least he's like doing it for one kid or like 50 kids or however many kids it was that's 50 kids that are not in the in that system anymore yeah um and so that does matter yeah yeah well i think um because this is what you're kind of touching on is how far he was willing to go and even to the point of putting himself into circumstances where he's fraternizing with people doing really immoral stuff. Yeah. Um, and like that would have been such a difficult concept of yeah. basically betraying this character where you're like affirming mm. this evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sake of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, Um, I don't know if there's a saying, I think there's like a saying you gotta like, touch a bit of darkness or like get your hands uh you gotta beat them you gotta be a monster to beat the monster or something like that along those lines yeah like he ended right. up becoming a monster but like pretended to be a monster you know trojan horse method <laughs> kind of went in there i'm a bad guy too um and uh yeah you know winning the bad guys over in order to uh make them fail yeah um yeah, no, that was good. I thought it was a yeah, it was a cool concept, and maybe something we could talk about in themes of yeah. like, I don't know what what's the morality around doing that or because it even touched on the concept at the end. He kills this guy yep. to save this girl, so yeah. I thought be, that could be some heavy Ooh. themes to talk about. Oof. Um, but maybe we could just jump into some of the controversy first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe before we get there, uh, yeah, Sound of Freedom is based loosely on okay. a true story. Yeah, um, so. The real um, Tim Ballard, um, yeah, he was a. I think I believe he did work with Homeland Security. Mm. Um, he did have like a go overseas to try and free children, mm. and I believe um, one of the big ones is that ch- that island mm. operation mm. where he did actually. He he reckons he they freed like a, a hundred and twenty people. Yeah, um, so the movie shows like fifty children. Yeah. Um, and so, but aside from that, like a lot of it has been dramatized. There mm. is a lot of liberty taken with the betrayal of the story. Mm. Um, he's kind of made out to be like this, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger type character. <laughs> Just goes into the wilderness, like extraction taken style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rescues this one girl. So that never happened. Like he never actually went into the jungle, yeah, okay. like to into the heart of the rebel territory mm, and mm. rescued this girl and made his way yeah. out. He did several years later go and they did pose as doctors and go through the jungle and like go to different tribes but mm. no one was rescued through that yeah that was okay. just like a technique to try and find if, yeah. if there was there were people yeah okay um 
So yeah, there was a lot of liberty taken, I guess, with the the main threat as well. Main so story, even the yeah. the characters of like the brother and sister and the dad, mm. they're kind of made up for the story. So there is that overarching narrative. Yeah. Okay. And it does have like a conclusion, which is satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that? Like how they approach that? Um, I liked it. I still, I think it's still good. It was done well, and um, you know, like parts of the film were real, and then I think. Adding that story on top of like him rescuing the the you know the boy and the girl for the father yeah um you know that that's a real thing like that does happen parents do lose their children like that even if it was dramatized even if he was just that part of it was like you know dramatic and yeah um, not for real I think it, there was just a point that was being made that's right and I think that's the thing to focus on the point is like we should go to the lengths like. P- Everyone should go to those lengths to um, save kids, right? Like, yeah. leaving no stone unturned, basically. Like, That's right. connects to a theme I want to talk about later. Yeah, awesome. Um, and so, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page. I feel um, I am opposed to the starting a film saying, based on a true story, mm-hmm. and then making a lot of it fiction. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that should be much more explicit of, like, yeah. this is the real part, this is the fictional part, especially when it's this heavy yeah. and... There is a lot of controversy around a lot of this. Mm. I mean, this movie in particular, but mm. even just um, when you're dealing with something like this and you're dealing with reality and real people's lives, I feel like if you're going to add fiction to that, that should be more explicit or that should True. be clearer. Yeah. Because um, I do think a lot of movies these days lean very heavily on the base and a real yeah. story yeah. as like a, a way to gain traction True. and marketing. True. Um, True. I like that. It's but I do, I do think like... For example, all the villains in the movie, like they're real people. Yeah. Um, based on real people. Mm. Um, the way that that woman like abducts the daughter and son, that is based on like a real person who did that. Yeah, wow. Um, so there is a lot in there and a lot of themes and even mm. just like you're saying, exposing us to different aspects and sides of the industry, mm, mm. I think is really imp- insignificant. Mm. And so maybe he didn't go into the depths of this camp mm. and rescue his child. <laughs> But the movie takes us there. Yes. And the movie lets us see that side of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas his story wouldn't have been able to. Yeah. And so I appreciate good. that aspect of it of like, okay, yeah. it gives us a broader kind of picture. Yeah. Going beyond the true story to show there are realities that are real. Yeah. 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 It's trying to, it's, it's showing a reality using, jumping off of a true story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the risk there is that people come away from it like, oh, it's made up and then <laughs> takes away from the reality. It's true. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I think um, aside from that, I mean, the other, other thing was like on the island, they had, there's a moment where like a oh, guy puts yeah. a gun to his head. Yeah. That was That's crazy. Never, that never happened. That never happened. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. He yeah. basically said in an interview, um, he's like, um, we plan out ahead of time to wear on that operation and others like that, we would never let them be in the same space or separate them so that those kinds of things never actually have to happen. Yeah. So, like, okay. in that circumstance, they wouldn't have had a chance for the kids to be taken by someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they just wanted to add a bit more tension. Yeah. And it's because it's a movie, you know. You it's need, a movie. You need, otherwise, drama. it would be a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so they want to add the entertainment value, I guess. That's true. Um, but I did have that thought, like, watching I was like, I feel like I'd rather watch it as a documentary mm. to some degree mm. rather than feeling like, oh, it's dramatized. I don't know how much of this is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have minded a documentary. I'd do, like, a good documentary. I think documentaries yeah. are good. So. Yeah. And, I, I like, you can... It can be much more explicit. Like, this is what's happening. This is, you know, you don't have to be as implicit with it. Yeah. It just means it's harder to connect with the characters in the documentary. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, Tim Ballard didn't actually kill anyone in real life. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go into a jungle yeah. and rescue a little girl. Um, yeah, I thought as well, this was this movie, like you said at the start, there was a lot of controversy around this, mm. surprisingly, actually. Mm, mm. Um, and so I found like an article. Uh, SBS News. So, this is when it Ooh. came out in Australia. Yeah. They kind of mentioned, like, all the different controversies that have stemmed from this. Because, mm. um, yeah, at face value, it's just a movie about child trafficking, right? Mm. There shouldn't mm. be any controversy about that. No. Um, but there has been, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, they've, they've listed five here. So, I yep. thought we'd just chat about each of them briefly. Let's do it. So, the first one is that... On at the time that this movie um, was shot, and I guess after its release, the like conspiracy theory group, um, the QAnon group, mm. basically really latched onto this movie and started yeah. kind of advocating for it, mm. um, almost using it as like they're like this is what it's all true in here, and so it got very heavily linked to QAnon, despite yeah. the fact that it was written well before yep. Yep. QAnon was even a thing. Yeah, um, and so because of that. A lot of news outlets and, I mean, a lot of media is very left-leaning and QAnon is very right-leaning. Yep. Um, and so, that immediately opposed a lot of the media outlets towards this film because it's suddenly connected to this conspiracy theory yeah, group. Yeah, okay, yep, 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 um, yep, yep. And that wasn't helped by some of the, I think, Caviezel is his name? Jim Caviezel, Jim yeah. Caviezel. He's also had some comments, like, affirming some of the conspiracies around QAnon. Yep, yep. So, that hasn't helped either. I think he, like, <laughs> in a couple of interviews and um, talk shows, he's like... Been like, oh yeah, I've been to these like child harvesting places, and I've like that. There's people who are you know trying to harvest elixirs of youth or whatever from children. Yeah, okay. Um, which a lot of people kind of say is like, well, this is all conspiracy. It doesn't really a thing. Yeah. Um. Yep. So that has more firmly links him, the actor, in that category. Yeah. And because okay. he's in the movie, that also means that the movie is even further connected to this group. Wow. Um. But yeah, despite that, like the movie itself doesn't. Talk about anything conspiracy related, <laughs> but unfortunately, it's been caught up in a yeah. lot of the, like, I guess, the crossfire because of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the first, I guess, big controversy and why there's been such a media backlash. What are your What are your thoughts around that? That's interesting. Um, I can see how people would try to like ruin a good film like this <laughs> because of like the message. Yeah. Um, that it's trying to get out. Uh, I mean, people who benefit from this industry don't want this to be seen by people. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because it was like almost targeted at Americans. <laughs> like yeah, by the end it of has the- a, it has a comment at the end about like yeah. a lot of sex trafficking is in America. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and this is an American film. So, but uh, I think most of this is probably more linked to political crossfire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, I, I, I don't think we can say like every single article and journalist who's report about this actually is pro no, 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 yeah. no, no, definitely not, <laughs> definitely not. I yeah. think, um, yeah, I think a lot of it is like, because the political landscape is so heated, mm. and so someone like Trump, for example, he screens it, 
And so all of a sudden, oh, now Trump supports it and everyone hates Trump. And so yeah. like, there's even more reason to dislike it. Optics. Yeah. And yeah. And so I just think that's a real shame, to be honest. That's what, you know, what I mean. It's a shame that it's a good film. And, like, yeah. And it it's was good, caught up in all of that. That's right. It takes away like, from it. Yeah. Like, it, it is a really good thing to, to spread awareness of. And the director himself, he said, um, but like all these political ties actually hurting the film and he's just trying to keep his distance from kind of the politics side of it yeah because he's not interested in any of that he just no. wants to share about this real world issue <laughs> yeah yep. that children are actually going through yeah um that kind of get, get brings us to the second controversy um there has been some concerns around the way child trafficking has been presented in the film so Hmm. World's Children, which is the charity that supports vulnerable children, says that poor families with financial struggles and debt and kids who have run away or are homeless are most at risk of being trafficked. Save the Children, the international humanitarian NGO focused on children, says on its website, it's a myth that traffickers target victims they don't know. A majority of the time, victims are trafficked by someone they know, such as a friend, family member, or romantic partner. Wow. Okay. Um so yeah, it's, there's been some controversy around there. Like, well, this film only really shows the one side of trafficking, which is mm. abductions. Like, someone yeah. grabs a child off the yeah. street. Yeah. But reality is that's a really minor part of it, mm. and most of it is done through personal relationships, family yeah. members, loved ones. They yeah. sell their yeah children off. Yeah. Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And so I think like that's significant. Um, there have been people who are like survivors of child sex trafficking who have spoken out and been like, look, this isn't the reality. They didn't really approach this as broadly as they should have, or mm. as like, um, but I mean, to kind of, I guess, play both sides as I like to, <laughs> <laughs> we're right down the middle here, Tilly. <laughs> we play both sides so well. Um, I think it doesn't take away from the fact that there are people who have had that experience. Mm. So that is still real. Mm. And there are, many many children who do get abducted and have that experience yeah but yeah i think the the controversy here is like it would have been more beneficial to be more truthful i guess or honest about that the reality yeah okay because that would actually help spread awareness better that's fair that's fair yeah Um, make everyone happy though like i think yeah that's right it still does send out a good message and like yeah, and like I said, we, don't, we can't let it take away from the fact that this movie was made at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like if our options are don't make a movie or make yeah. a movie yeah. focusing on one part yeah. of child sex trafficking. It's like, yeah. okay, well, I guess... It's quite broad uh, yeah. a thing to focus on and like you have two hours on a screen to... That's right. Yeah. And so some of these would probably be better addressed if it was a documentary. True. Um, but I think the nature of the film is they're trying to have a narrative ultimately, trying to have some entertainment value. And so they decide to focus on the story of a family mm. and the kids taking mm. this one way mm. um yeah another controversy <laughs> there's so many with this movie <laughs> Ooh, number three let's go um so one of the donors of the movie um he contributors to the movie yeah one yeah. of the film's many investors fabian marta basically he was arrested for child kidnapping wow. in 23rd of july yeah since then he's been released and it was basically come out like oh it was a misunderstanding between the family <laughs> she's like how, how does that happen <laughs> um right and ultimately uh sound of freedom is independently funded yeah so like this is just some guy who's given money to the movie yeah so he's not yeah. connected like it's yeah. not like the filmmakers are like yeah this is the guy who vouched for yeah but yeah all of that really was a misunderstanding nothing yeah. came of it that's good um but that obviously didn't help either no <laughs> <laughs> with the, the man, publicity. yeah. Um, 
There's another controversy. The pay it forward sales are misleading. So the film has been really popular. It's earned more money than Mission, the latest Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones in America. Wow. So it did really well. Yeah. But basically in the closing credits of the film in cinemas, Caviezel shows up and asks the audience, he's like, pay it forward, go buy a ticket for someone else so we can like fund this movie and fight against, um, I guess, lack of funding. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that means that movie tickets are purchased and no one actually has gone to see it. Like, there's a lot of seats paid for that no one's sitting in. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's some controversy there of like, yeah, it's earned a lot of money, but not that many people have actually seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So those are the main controversies listed by SBS. I think the biggest one being the the links to QAnon, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously everything there is kind of compounded. And once people get onto a bit of like a, a bandwagon of reasons to dislike it, it starts the compounding these days. <laughs> yeah. Firestorm. Um, yeah, I don't know. With all that in mind, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts? I guess about the reception or like some of the, the stuff you may have read about this movie. I. It's it's a movie at the end of the day. <laughs> like it's yeah. a good film. Yeah. Um. Go watch it. And, yeah, yeah. We, we watched it on Amazon Prime. It's yeah. available there to purchase or rent. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I think from some senses, I can understand these controversies. Like, I'm not going to dismiss them. Mm. Mm. Um, I don't believe that there's a conspiracy around this movie. <laughs> um, personally, yeah, I think there's a lot of political heat around some of the producers of this movie, or like some of the, even the production company itself. Mm. Um, a very Christian focused company yeah um i think there is already a bit of like political bias against a more conservative company yes yeah in the media at least yeah um and so i I can understand a lot of that but at the same time i think like it's done really well (laughs) yeah it has had a lot of support yeah Um, and i personally enjoy it i think really a lot all that controversy has nothing to do mostly with the film the only takeaway for me is like just be aware it's mostly fiction this movie yeah okay there yeah. is there is truth in it yeah but yeah a lot of what's displayed on screen isn't real true yeah true. it's a good point um okay well we've gotten through that <laughs> let's get into some of the values and themes hey values and themes where did you want to start oh man um one value that i was kind of like biblical value that i kind of got watching out of this film was the theme of like leaving the 99 for the one you know what oh I mean? yeah, yeah 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 um like tim going into deep rebel territory you know like risking his life because mm. this one little girl her life mattered to him yeah um and so yeah i, th- I thought that stuck out to me really well yeah, yeah definitely it's yeah. a really good i guess visual analogy yeah of yeah. the the concept of jesus coming after the the, the one lost soul mm, mm. um yeah, it's like, I don't know, that was really, even though it's the, the fiction part of it, yeah. it's super compelling, like, emotionally, of, like, mate, he's got to risk his life. Yeah. He's like, I don't care if I die at this point. Mm. I'm going to, you know, yep. send it all. And the deeper he's going into en- enemy t- territory, I guess, yeah. the lonelier the road becomes for him. Yeah. Like, he's kind of, like, losing people along the way, like, who are willing to... That's right. Kind of go there with him. Loses his protection. Protection loses the and everything. And so... Eventually, it's just him. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that just made me think of, like, Jesus' road to the cross and, like, how right. along the way, like, less and less people yeah. were with him. 
That's true. Because getting Get more and All his more. friends left him. Yeah, uncomfortable. Um, yeah, and then that concept of like, well, now he's taking on the sin yes. of the world and yeah. actually receiving the judgment from the father. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah, completely kind of desolate almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. that's really that's a good a good visual. Yeah. Um, I did think, yeah, it made a lot more sense like why he was actually able to get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it didn't actually happen, but um, yeah, like you kind of have this sense. Have you ever seen? Oh, what's the movie called? Hang on, let me look it up. Apocalypse Now. Have you seen that? No. It really gave me similar vibes to that whole movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, where he he kind of like go progress deeper and deeper into the jungle, and things just kind of become more and more surreal and crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, yep. and so he's like he's yeah just more and more remote location until he's just completely at yeah the whims of the people who have this like he's got these powerless at that point really yeah 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 um yeah i did really appreciate the values of him being a christian yes yeah and him really doing it because of god and mm. i mean that idea of like we're god's children right God's children we're not for sale yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so that did come to mind of like even in this desolate place mm. he feels secure because he knows god's with him yep yep mm. he can take that risk and um like not knowing what the end result would be, but like God's with me and like, so yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Any other thoughts around that theme or any other themes? Uh, I have a couple. Yeah. What, um, what did you have? I thought well, there was one line where he talks to the guy who helps him, like the old guy with the beard mm-hmm. and he finds out like, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, why are you, Ooh. um, that was good. Wasn't it? That, that was monologue. such a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that the one line he said, he comes out of jail mm. and he's like, first night I slept in my own bed. And then after that, I went straight back into kind of this debauchery and, um, stuff. But he's like, it just didn't feel right. Mm. Um, but mm. I kept doing it anyway. Mm. Um, and that just came to mind this idea of, I don't know. I talked to, you can talk to a lot of people around, like who are apathetic towards, um, Christianity or towards God and they can really be in a space where they think like there's no need for God I'm actually content in my life I don't feel bad about any of the stuff I'm doing like I don't I'm not convicted on any of it Mm. um why should I change Mm. and for me I think this line really represented it's a heart space and actually our heart's can be hardened towards God just mm. because we don't feel a certain way doesn't mean what we're doing is right. Mm. And so this character has come out of jail and he said, a change of heart. Like he's actually faced some punishment for his mm. sin. Mm. And through, through that punishment, his heart's been changed. And he's like, well, actually this stuff that I used to really be okay with mm. and f- enjoy even now it doesn't feel right. and doesn't sit with me. Yeah. Um, yep. And so I don't know. I just think it's just such a sad position sometimes you talk to someone and they don't feel that guilt that shame mm. or they don't recognize i guess reality or of what they're doing yep yeah and we just need to really be praying in that moment for that person of like that god will change their heart yes because yeah. their heart can change and it yeah. can be softened and they can hit a point when actually these things like my eyes are opened I, I see that this isn't good for me anymore i see this isn't right mm. uh, and so yeah it no longer will sit right with them yeah, well, all it takes is a moment, right? Mm. 
um, a moment of just being honest with yourself and like, oh yeah, okay. I'm yeah. a little messed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I keep doing the same things over and over again. Like, what's this? Like, yeah. um, maybe I can't change myself. You know, maybe I need, do need someone else to help me yeah. change. And so, yeah. Cause I think we can get so good at stuffing those feelings away. Like, I don't think anyone's born. I mean, if we get into the idea of like innate sin and all that kind of stuff, but mm. I don't feel anyone's born blind to our conscience. Like, I no. think we are born with God's laws written in our heart. And we are aware of certain convictions. And I think it's through practice and uh, persistence that mm. we ignore those things. Mm. And our, mm. our conscience grows duller mm. and we become less aware of it. Ooh, that's um, good. Yep. And so I just believe that if you are in that space where it's like, why would I, why do I need God? Mm. I think you have gotten very good at ignoring your conscience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, that's why if you know something like that, prayer is really what's required yep. for God to stir in their heart and, and speak louder to them. Yeah. And speak through that noise of them silencing him. Yes. Yeah. Um, that they'll actually, it'll become a reality for them mm. again. Mm. Yeah. No, I know a couple of people in my life that I'm praying for that, mm. you know, God would intervene. A miraculous heart change would happen because I just know no amount of conversations or uh, things I can say to them is going to change them or anything right, like that yeah you know what i mean it'll just fall in death is that's right literally need like a undeafening of like our spiritual yeah yeah that's right is and so yeah what what um what's that line jesus says is like though with ears here or something yeah yeah though like they hear they don't really hear although they see they don't really see although they see they are blind though they hear they are deaf yeah to right fulfill what was quoted in the scriptures or whatever one of the gospels yeah. <laughs> so those who do not see may see, and those who see, no, that's a different one. Mm. Uh, hang on, let me let me do it so we quote the Bible correctly. <laughs> Don't want to sin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he he who has ears, let him hear. Is one of the the things in Matthew eleven. Mm. Ears and having ears to hear. So yeah, basically, he's like saying, listen up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. just don't just sit and listen, but actually hear what he said. Yeah different things listening and hearing yeah you can listen but not necessarily hear or you can hear but not necessarily listen yeah, yeah. that's right know. yeah um, you know what i'm saying yeah <laughs> i think um the other thought that i had was that idea around um yeah putting that that face to like the suffering mm. um and i think when it comes to something like this i'm very good at numbing myself to the reality yeah because okay. you're like well what can i do i think we, we may have talked about this previously mm. Um, maybe with the equalizer even. Yeah. Um, yep. There's an idea of like, this is such a reality, such a truth. I'm such a small person mm. in the broad grand scheme of things. And like you read numbers and you're like, you know, 2 million people are in slavery every year. It's like, yeah, wow. It's a lot. Big number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a big number. Um, but the number isn't the, uh, isn't the, like the person. Mm. And mm. so there's that scene where it goes, Look at this one person. This is a child at this age mm. sold into sex, sex trafficking. Yep. And that's yeah. actually much more impactful than the number. 100%. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just the thought that's come to mind is something that um, I think can be something that anyone can do is taking on like a child sponsorship. Mm. And just actually, there's many good organizations. There's one called Jenga in Uganda, which yeah, I okay. support, but there's like lots of them. Compassion, I think, is another one. World Vision. World Vision. Yep. Where you basically, they send you like the whole details. Like, this is a person who doesn't have enough money to eat. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just send them, you know, it's not much. No. Relative to what we earn. Yeah. 
And that can, firstly, you're actually making a difference in someone's life. Um, but secondly, it gives you a face of suffering. Of like, mm. This is someone who is a real person who is suffering and it helps you put into perspective the millions of people who are also in that space. And it may just, God may speak through that to you of like, actually, I want you to do more and I want mm. you to support more in more ways. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty wealthy. We're, we're quite well off country mm. here. We are the lucky country. We, most people are doing well here. Like yeah. they can afford to sponsor one child. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you've got a full time <laughs> job. If you can get like coffee every morning a week, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, can, you can get one. Yeah. You can afford one child. Yeah. Like uh, for like five coffees a week, you could sponsor. Yeah. Probably less than that, actually. Yeah. It's, Five I think it costs you about twenty five dollars a week. So yeah, and normally it's monthly. Like yeah, it's yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. For like five coffees a month. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can, can sponsor, get, a child. sponsor a child. It's not a lot of sacrifice. So yeah, just don't have one of those coffees. <laughs> <laughs> not to say there's no one suffering in Australia. No, yeah. Um, but I think most of the people we know, at least, yes, um, in the position we're in, we are. There's no comparison. No, no, I'm um, sure. But yeah, that was just another thought i had yeah there's this um organization called bloom asia that i support um get behind them uh they're what they do is rehabilitate women that have been rescued uh young girls that have been rescued out of sex trafficking they give them life skills they take them through psychology and just a lot of healing and yeah also really teaching them how to like income make income on their own so that when they go back because they're not going to remain in this think forever it's like right a couple of years i stay with them and then they leave right uh, but they teach them really good life skills um to be able to make their income their own way when they leave and right. i think it's really good so yeah they don't get back sh- like trapped in that system again yeah for sure um so because well, that's a big thing right um even just having a space where they can go to like yes. an alternative option sometimes yeah. that can be the biggest helper it's like yeah. Rather than feeling trapped, this is all I can do. This is the only person who can go. It's like, ah, there's somewhere else and there's some hope for me there. Yeah. Yeah. So, shout out to Bloom Asia. Bloom um, Asia. Cambodia. Cambodia. And Thailand or the Philippines. There are like two or three locations. Okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, even just watch this movie and if you are impacted or feel stirred by it, Mm. I would encourage you to act upon that and don't just let it die away and forget, I guess, that conviction. Yeah. But look into some of the ways that you can actually make a difference and help help people yeah there are ways there are lots of charities and missions set up yeah to help people yeah the least you can do to help is really like fund those mm. help fund um and they're not asking for a crazy amount so it reminds me of the um parable of the like the faithful servant mm. um what did you do yeah funds that you have <laughs> <laughs> so the idea is for those who haven't heard um jesus tells a story of there's the master of the house and he has three servants hmm. um, and the master's going to go away on a trip. And he says, look, at, once I've left, I'm going to give each of you one talent, which is like a year's salary. Hmm. Um, you this is, you hold on to this for me and I'm going to be back in a year. Um, and you're going to have to give an account of what you've done with this talent. Hmm. Um, so the first servant, he's really good. Like he's, he's a smart guy. Hmm. He basically goes and invests that talent into like this money into a bunch of different ventures some of them pay off some of them don't but he ends up like doubling the amount of money he was Mm. given by the end Mm. of the year the second servant he's not as clever but he like finds a couple of good places to put it and he ends up getting you know another 50% Mm. on that Mm. Um, but then the third servant he goes I know my master he's a he's a cruel man Mm. and he he takes more than he's given and Mm. um 
and I'm, you know, he'll he'll punish me if I'm not careful. So he goes and buries it in the ground. He's like, I'm not going to lose this by any means. Mm-hmm. And so when the master returns, he goes to each of the first things like, well done, you know. Here's so the first guy's like, you've doubled it. Here's double on top of that to go invest further. And for the second guy's like, you've added another 50%. Here's another 50% and you can go invest that further. Mm. And then to the third servant, he goes, well, I knew you were, I knew you were cruel and I knew you were hard and that you would take punish harshly and so I've buried it and here it is back what you've given me mm. and I think from our western secular mindsets we can be like good <laughs> he didn't lose anything you know he got exactly what he he gave back exactly what he had yeah um yeah. but the master goes you wicked servant <laughs> you know you say I'm cruel mm. um you could have just put that in a bank and it would have earned interest at the very <laughs> least but you were so I guess concerned Mm. about how I would view you and think that I would be so harsh and cruel towards you. Well, I'm going to take everything I've given you and give it to the other Mm. because you are, I guess, unwilling to to use what I've given you. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, without going into like a full breakdown of it or a sermon, I think in this context, God has given each one of us specific resources for a reason. Talents, Um, yeah. Whether that's actual personality or gifts Mm. or financially. Mm. Um, Mm. And... It's not enough for us to just kind of maintain what we've been given. God actually wants us to, to spend that and use that to further his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Make a so, difference. Yeah. I guess that's that's our encouragement for you. <laughs> yeah. How has how the master blessed you and how can you use that? That's right. But yeah, any any final themes or values you want to chat about? No, I think that's that's all that I had. Right. For today, yeah. Normally we do a cheeky youth pastor takeaway, but I felt this week was a bit... Inappropriate. <laughs> <It's just serious. laughs> yeah. So I just say, youth pastors, maybe um, put a bit more effort this time. <laughs> Go yeah. watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I know you rely on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we can have some of our fun IMDb trivia. Ooh, let's go. So, against the producer's wishes, Tim Ballard personally insisted that Jim Caviezel play him in the film. Ooh. So it was the guy, the real, the real guy who wanted that actor to play him. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think he said that was because he knew Jim was a Christian. He's like, well, that's what's most important to me is that he loves God. Mm. And he's going to really, you know, make sure that the story's done well because yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, well, he which did. I thought was cool. Yeah. 20th Century Fox was originally set to distribute the film, but it was shelved when the studio was bought by Disney. Ooh. So, yeah. Originally produced by 20th Century Fox, but then um, Disney bought it. And some <laughs> executives have since said, we didn't even know, like... Yeah, okay. 20th Century Fox had it. <laughs> um, but you can take that however you want. It also was not... <laughs> didn't really look like it would be a popular film. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that meant, ultimately, that Angel Studios, who made The Chosen, is mm. our third trivia fact, they actually crowdfunded the distribution and marketing expenses fully. Wow. So they were responsible for getting enough money to actually get into theatres and mm. marketing. Mm. So there you go. That... Is the conclusion of our Sound of Freedom review. Yeah. Been a long time coming, but we got there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts as well on Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Yeah, let Leave us know a what you think yeah. about all the, the controversy about those themes. Yeah. Tilla, you know what time it is? Trailer time! Tilla. It's time. It's trailer time. Trailer time. So, we have a couple of options here. You, ooh, Again, last time you chose um, the full guy. That's right. Yep. So this time around, you have the choice between Shogun mm-hmm. or the boy in the heron. Shogun. 
Shogun. Let's, Let's do it. Go. That sounds like a movie you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you, I guess, who are new, this is a segment where I show Tiller a trailer for an upcoming movie I'm excited for so that he can also start buying into the excitement. <laughs> wow. That was it, yeah. <laughs> it just looks really beautiful, I think, doesn't it? Mm. These shots. <laughs> oh, jeez. Every man has three hearts. <laughs> Ooh, the secret heart. I feel like that's a really cool theme. Yeah, interesting. Three hearts. Mmm. In February. (laughs) (laughs) I love the effect of the blood against, like, the the paper doors. Life and death are the same. Wow. Mm. Mm. Freedom is all you ever live for, so you're imprisoned. Wow. February 2024. There you go. Okay, so... Shogun. Yep. Um, basically, it's a trailer of like a Japanese samurai period, period drama, pe- drama action. Yep. Um, it's actually a, a TV show. Yep. Uh, gonna be released in February. Ooh. The idea is, um, well, here's the the what is it called? The synopsis. Lord Yoshi Ta- Toranaga fights for his life as his enemies on the Council of Regents unite against him. <sighs> Yeah, so yeah. stars um, Hiroyuki Sanada, which mm. I think he's in movies like The Last Samurai, 47 Ronin, Ronin mm. John Wick Chapter 4. Mm. Yep, yep. he's pretty famous. Yeah, he's he's a pretty pretty good actor. Yeah. And it also has um, Cosmo Jarvis, mm. which I don't think I've seen him in anything. No, is it the white guy? Yeah, he's the one white guy. <laughs> Which you have to have, obviously, in every Western Japanese film. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think? Um, how do I describe this trailer? <laughs> I think it is a trailer with um, boxes full of sharp things. In there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not careful with these sharp things, you might get cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a well packed trailer. Okay. Yeah, with um sharp items in in the right. boxes. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Oh, uh, I like that. Yeah. I um yeah, I thought. Well, just thinking about my rating, like it's looks like it's got lo- lots of good like action in the in the show. Good mm. choreography. I really like some of the themes that are coming up there. Mm. Um, even like. Just even the shot set up. Like, I don't know. Just I'm excited for it. It looks really cool. Yeah, cinematography-wise. So, I good. think of the trailer. And I think the trailer consists of... It's one of those flatbed trailers. And it's like carrying... You know, sometimes you see it and it's carrying like a poster on its side. Like okay. at an angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, it's actually carrying like this glass container. And inside is a scroll. A papyrus scroll. Ooh. With like calligraphy art on it. Yeah. Um... Like, really priceless, ancient piece. Yeah, yeah. And if you lean over and peek, you'll just be able to see, like, a, a guy hiding underneath with a dagger. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden away underneath the, <laughs> the poster, ready to stab you if you get too close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that's my that's my rating yeah, of that trailer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like it. I like it. That's very interesting. There you go. Yeah, people are involved in the trailers now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Where are... There's a guy just sitting on the trailer. <laughs> Oh dear! Um, like but it. yeah, all right. Well, that concludes this episode, guys. Thank yeah. you so much for listening and tuning in again. Yeah, thanks um, for joining us. We're thinking 
and and movie option could be the movie um oh, what was it called but you can tell it's getting late when my, oh, my brain starts going yeah. i was gone a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> We're falling uh, apart too. Uh, um, the Covenant. Okay, yes. I think it's a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. We're thinking about that one. Mm. Um, but I think more likely we'll probably do Citizen Kane next. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Citizen Kane. What happened to that? Well, yeah, Is it back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm probably going to prefer Citizen Kane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, guys, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us at GoodFridayFilms.com. Yeah. Or send us an email at Tiller at goodfridayfilms.gmail. No, no, almost got it. Goodfridayfilmspod at gmail. Oh, pod at gmail. <laughs> One of these episodes. It's late, it. guys. I'm, I'm a bit tired. Um, otherwise, yeah, we're Good Friday Films on every social media platform. We'd love to hear from you. Mm. Um, give us your thoughts. Give us some recommendations. Mm. Otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. We're going to be see you guys. reviewing Citizen Kane. Bye. Yes, Citizen Kane. Get excited. <laughs>